0: On this week's episode, we chat with Pat Healy about his upcoming bout at UFC 165 in Toronto against some Russian whose name we don't want to pronounce. As well, we chat with Dwayne Ludwig about his 13-0 coaching record since joining Team Alpha Male. All that and more on this week's episode of Sucker Radio. When you're alone, life can be a little rough. It makes you feel like you're three foot tall. When it's just you, well, times can be tough. When there's no one there to catch a fall, three foot tall, three foot tall, three
1: foot tall, when there's no one there to catch a fall. I am from fall. the crossroad, off
2: road, dodging all of the potholes in my auto mobile.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome yourselves to the very first episode of Sucker Radio. We have changed the name from MMA Sucker Radio to Sucker Radio, and here it is. Unfortunately, we will not be joined by Ian Bain from MMAOpinion.co.uk today. Uh, He's having a bit of technical difficulties with his internet. Uh, He moved, new house, new line, no internet. Uh, Pretty shitty, but he will be on the show next week, crossing our fingers. Um, This week, I'll be doing the hosting duties by myself. I have a great show lined up for you guys. Cannot complain. As you heard in the intro, we said... We've got Dwayne Ludwig. He's the man who has put Team Alpha Male on a 13-0 run inside the UFC's octagon. As well, we're joined by Pat Healy, who we mentioned is taking on Khabib Nurmagomedov, if that is how you say it, at UFC 165 in Toronto. Before we get to that, we would like to chat about some of the news that's gone on this week. Um, obviously, some big, big, big news over the weekend we found out that Olympic wrestling is here to stay and will be back, which is great for not only the sport of MMA but also all the Olympians that, that have fought for their sport to stick with the Olympics. Um, and, and great for them, they had a, a unanimous vote to keep the, the games or the sport in the games. Um, also, this week, this past week, we saw the premiere of the Ultimate Fighter eighteen. I thought it was a wicked show. I really liked it. Um, I love the format that they've taken on on Fox Sports One, which is very similar to the way they did it on FX this past season, where they got into the background of the contestants and and how they got into the sport. Um, it just it gives fans an inside look rather than just the punching and kicking and fighting, which obviously they like, but it, it, it gets them connected with some of the fighters that are on the show. Um, if you didn't get a chance, we we at MMASucker.com um, caught up with Juliana Pena here in, in town in Vancouver, British Columbia. She was at Battlefield Fight League 25, where her fighter... Josh Gow won the main event against Gary Mangat, who we had on the show um, a couple weeks back so um, we did an interview and you can listen to it now
3: MMAsucker.com here live at Vancouver. We came to watch some fights and look who we ran into the beautiful, talented Juliana Pena, who of course is on the Ultimate Fighter 18. And we watched the, we just actually started watching it and there you are, picked by Misha Tate as number one. That must have been pretty cool. Did you think that that was going to happen when you got on the show?
2: Uh, No, I didn't think that was going to happen. I knew that she was going to be. having trouble deciding who she wanted to pick me or Shayna, so I was just really grateful that she chose me and yeah. decided to go with
3: me. Yeah, because people do, I mean, you guys were friends. You That's right. Yeah, other. we you have trained, trained together. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, I mean, I, I was I was very happy. I was very uh, blessed and fortunate to be picked first and to be on the Beyonder team. I was very happy to be on the team tape.
3: So, for people who don't know, a little, tell people a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the sport?
2: Uh, my sister invited me to a cardio kickboxing class one time, and uh, they encouraged me to stay afterwards for the MMA classes, and I did. And uh, you know, I always grew up really aggressive, and I'm the baby of four, my brothers and sisters and my cousins. They always used to beat me up all the time, and so I grew up really aggressive. And when I found MMA, I knew that that was my niche and that was my thing.
3: No, I remember you talking on the show about how people say, "Oh, you should be a model," which I mean, I mean, you're absolutely stunning. But there has to be something to be said for that when you're, you know, you're an athlete and you know you're at the pinnacle of the sport as far as women's MMA. you're you're up there and you're fighting in the UFC, there must be an advantage to also being very beautiful.
2: Um, I think that it has, uh, it does have a slight advantage, but, you know, uh, people want to see fights and they want to see good fights and they want to see tough fights, but it does help when you can fight and be a little, you know, pretty, you know. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Now, Ronda Rousey said they couldn't pay her millions of dollars to do that show again. Now that you've gone through the experience, without giving anything away, though, would you do it again?
2: Um... I don't know. That's a tough question for me because on one side, being away from your family for such a long time is so hard and being cut off from the world is such a difficult thing to deal with. So I didn't like that aspect. And living with, you know, 15 smelly strangers and stuff like that is also kind of difficult. But, um, you know, I was just so grateful for the opportunity that, uh, you know, that was the only reason why I went on the show. It was purely for the opportunity. So, um, what I do it again for that opportunity to be uh, getting a chance to fight in the UFC? Absolutely. Would I want to, you know, go through those same bullies uh, that I was going through in the house? Probably not. So I mean, it's kind of a toss-up. Well, the
3: dynamics must have been weird though, because I mean, you have women who are already pretty catty as it is, Absolutely. and then you have the dudes. Absolutely. And it must be. I'm, I'm Dana White saying it's one of the best seasons ever because of, you know, there's probably a little bit of drama going on. Right. I mean, for you, what was it like to to have that sort of those two dynamics at play? Um,
2: you know, I just wish that. Mm, Um, more of the guys and even some of the other team, would have been a little bit more respectful. Um, I'm kind of a respectful person. I don't really feel like you need to, you know, make fun of somebody to make yourself feel better and be a bully. I felt like, um, you know, maybe... It was crazy living with all those guys yeah. in that house, so, and the girls, so. There's going to be some things that are going to happen, Yeah, right, yeah. You, you guys will see. You guys will see. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's good. You guys are going to really like it. So
3: you're from Washington? Yeah. Yes. So you're up here in Vancouver. Just That's explain right. to people what you're doing up here. You were cornering, right? Yeah,
2: I was cornering. I brought uh, two fighters here with my coach, Team Six Jitsu, Rick Little. And uh, we we were co-main and main event. Uh, we got stopped up at the border. We had another fighter, and they turned uh, him away. So yeah. that kind of ruined one of the fights for tonight. But otherwise, yeah, we did pretty good. Uh, we we won the main event, and that's all that matters. You like cornering? I love cornering. I love cornering. I love helping out. I love doing that stuff. I have a really loud voice, <laughs> and so like you can hear me, you know, from 10 miles away. I'm pretty sure.
3: Alright, well we look forward to, to seeing you in the house and we'll see what happens and uh, hopefully hopefully, you win and, and continue success to you, alright? Great, thank
2: all right, you. Cheers. Thank you. Watch the show on uh, Fox Sports 1 every Wednesday. There you
0: have it. That was Juliana Pena. She was Misha Tate's number one pick as you heard in that interview. Um, she's taking on Shayna Baszler in the second episode so depending on when you're watching this you may have already seen that episode so you know who wins. Um, but if you, you want... Hit up Juliana on Twitter. She gave you her, or or will give you her Twitter account on this show page. Um, Hit her up, congratulate her, or tell her that she did well. um, Because I don't know how it went, because it's only Monday night right now. Um, A couple of fight announcements that went down uh, Nate Diaz versus Gray Maynard 3 is set to go down at the Tough 18 finale. Uh, the past two fights went really well. Nate Diaz won the initial fight, the very first one, which went down at um, Tough 5 in the semifinals. And Gray Maynard bounced back in 2010 and, and took home the split decision in that fight. Um, also announced for UFC 167, Alistair Overeem is getting a chance to bounce back from his two losses against Frank Mir. Uh, No word as to where that fight is going to be placed on the card. Uh, More than likely it will be on the pay-per-view portion of the card, but they haven't announced that yet. Last week we saw on Wednesday night UFC Fight Night 28 prior to the Tough 18 premiere. Glover Teixeira won in the main event against Ryan Bader. It looked as if Bader had him beat, um, up against the cage, slugging him, but he opened himself up a little too much and Glover had the chance to, to land some sweet punches and drop him and finish the fight. So, word on the street from UFC President Dana White is that Glover Teixeira gets a shot at the UFC light heavyweight champion, either John Jones or Alexander Gustafson, later this year or early next year. Um, that's about it from the news I'd just like to send my uh, it might not be condolences but I'd like to send my thoughts and prayers to Matt Grice's family Um, he is in a serious motor vehicle accident on Sunday night and as we speak right now is currently in critical condition at Oklahoma University Presbyterian Hospital so my thoughts and prayers go out to Matt Grice's family Uh, with that without further ado we bring you our first guest, Pat Healy, right after this.
1: Lately, I've been, I've been losing sleep, dreaming about the things a we will be. But baby, I've been, I've been praying hard, said no more counting dollars,
0: we'll be counting stars. Yeah, we'll be counting stars joining us on the line right now is UFC lightweight contender Pat Healy he is set to take on Khabib Nurmagomedov if I said that correctly at UFC 165 in Toronto Pat thanks for the time to do this man
4: hey no I appreciate you guys having me on
0: now I don't know about you but uh, when I'm introducing this guy that you're taking on I have an extremely tough time pronouncing his last name Um, have you had to use it at all
4: uh man, to be honest, I try to just say his first name. It's definitely a tongue twister. Uh I think it's Nura Nurahamadoff, but I uh don't quote me on that
0: one. <laughs> I will uh use his first name for the rest of this interview as well, but uh we'll get to that a little later. Um you had a fantastic return to the UFC uh when you beat Jim Miller via submission. Uh don't wanna harp on the negative, but you know we gotta get into it. Unfortunately it was overturned to a no contest. Just let us know what that horrible ordeal felt like uh, when you were told that you had uh, been tested positive for uh, marijuana metabolites.
4: Uh, I mean, it certainly wasn't a fun thing to go through. Uh, you know, uh, no one to blame but myself, and uh, you know, it was a good learning experience. It forced me to grow up a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, really, I can just learn from it and move on, and uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to do, and I tried to just get back to my training right away and kind of, you know, push it to the back of my head. head
0: For sure. Now, the the contest not only was it overturned, but you lost out on two bonuses. Um did you have plans for that money already in your mind and and did that sort of put a damper on the plans?
4: Uh yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh me and my brother have been, uh, my brother works at, a US. there used to be LA boxing, but now there's a the UFC gyms. So they're like a UFC satellite gym. Uh, and we, you know, we're working to invest in one of those and that would have been enough money to, to get it rolling. So that was a big disappointment. Uh, but you know, like I said, I can't really point the finger at anyone but myself. So, you know, uh, you can't 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 go off spending that money before you have it. So uh, a lesson learned, I would say.
0: Exactly. Do they cut you the check right there, or do do you have to clear the drug test before you get it?
4: No, they don't send it send the checks out till the the drug tests come. So uh, come back. So it wasn't like I, I had the money and they took it back from me. So uh, uh, it was kind of like uh, to me, it was kind of surreal like winning that much money anyway uh so it was kind of not real you know until i got i was thinking this isn't really real until i get the checks and i never got them so (laughs) it just kind of never seemed like it real to me you know
0: yeah yeah now we heard last week that the nevada state athletic commission has changed the ruling for marijuana metabolites they've upped it by some people are saying 300%, others are saying 200%. Whatever it is, they've upped it quite a bit. What are your thoughts on this?
4: Well, uh, you know, I think it's good. I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, what you do three and a half weeks before a fight, you know, that has no effect on the outcome. You should be punished for it. Um, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, those type of drug tests and stuff should focus on, on what, affects the fight, you know, if people are using performance-enhancing drugs or, uh, you know, things like... I think you shouldn't be under the influence of anything when you go into the octagon either. So, you know, I think uh, they they should focus on that a little bit more, and I think that was a definite step in the right direction for that.
0: Yeah, now let's talk about your upcoming fight. Um, You're fighting Khabib, as we said, in the first fight on the pay-per-view portion of the card at UFC 165. Um, You faced Jim Miller in your last matchup, which was a very, very highly ranked fight. What are your thoughts on this matchup, and do you think the Sambo fighter is in your league?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, he's like 20-0, and 0, so he's obviously uh, a very good fighter, and uh, uh, he's definitely tough, really, uh, really good wrestling, and, and good grappler. So, uh, you know, I think he can create some problems for me. I, I definitely believe that I'm going to win this fight, and... Uh, you know, i just got to go out there on uh, the 21st and prove it.
0: Um, you mentioned he's he's 20-0. and 0. When it comes to fighting someone unbeaten, is it difficult to find weaknesses in their game?
1: Uh, no,
4: I don't think so. I mean, every fighter is different, but, uh, you know, nobody's perfect in this game. And, uh, you know, it's about finding that spot uh, where they're uh, least effective at and trying to put them in it, you know.
0: Yeah, and and we know that your your game is extremely well rounded, but your wrestling and and jujitsu set you apart from the competition a little bit. Um, have you ever fought a sambo fighter? And do you feel this will sort of nullify the BJJ portion of your game?
4: Uh, no, I've never really fought a sambo fighter. I've, I've trained with a few where you know they kind of definitely do. You know, it's not like. Um, Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu grappling, it's a little bit different, but, you know, really I look at him as a wrestler. He's from Dagestan, which is, you know, one of the best areas of wrestling in the world, so, uh, you know, I just kind of am approaching him as a wrestler, and, uh, you know, he's very good there, so, uh, you know, it's kind of changing my strategy a little bit of some of the things that uh, I need to do to be successful in this fight.
0: Have you brought anyone in for this camp to sort of emulate his style?
4: uh you know i i train with mike pierce uh you know he's a little bit bigger but uh he has like uh especially in the gym he's he's a super explosive dude and and, a, a an incredible athlete really and uh so i've been doing a lot of stuff with him because uh he he can kind of emulate uh a lot of the things i think Khabib does uh um so you know i haven't really brought anybody in but there's a lot of guys at the sports lab uh who, uh, you know, especially in combination, can can put a, a pretty good look in there for me.
0: Yeah, now lightweight, let's talk about the division you're in, is currently the most stacked division in mixed martial arts. Um, what's it like knowing that you're in a division that presents so many different t- challengers?
4: Oh, uh, man, I mean, it's not, there's no easy opponents, kind of like you said, it's, it's super stacked. So, you know, I, I like uh, kind of, I think I'm, kind of positioned up towards the front and keep fighting these guys, uh, who are, who kind of have bigger names and are well-known and uh, you know, up, up there in the rankings, because I think no matter where you go, uh, you know, the guys are good. So, uh, you know, you want to keep fighting those guys who have a good, good clout and like a good ranking behind them because everybody's tough and, and lightweight.
0: And you got you got to think I mean they're not going to put the Jim Miller win sort of behind you. They the UFC sees that as a victory. If you go in there and you beat a guy that's 20 and 0, obviously you're not looking ahead of this guy, but you got to think that the title picture is very very close for you.
4: Yeah, you know, I think uh you know after I go and take care of business the 21st, uh you know, one or two win more wins I could definitely be up there uh you know getting a shot for the belt
0: do you think the fact that that anthony pettis won the fight against benson henderson um sort of puts the chances of other guys being in the mix a little more than guys that have fought benson henderson already
4: Uh, i think so man it's hard to say exactly what their their plans the UFC's plans are going to be but you know i think uh you know, they're always kind of looking for fresh guys and, you know, who haven't, you know, kind of got stuck in there at lightweight where same guys at the top were fighting each other. Uh, so I think uh, they're kind of looking for those fresh new challengers that can come in and
0: uh, rock the boat. Speaking of fresh new challengers, now you're one of the most experienced lightweights in the division. Um, what's it like watching the growth of MMA while competing in that division?
4: oh man it's been great it's it's exciting to see uh you know people coming out and uh making techniques that you never thought would work uh you know effective and you know it kind of it's kind of shows that uh you know you can't just be a guys going to come out there and stop takedowns and use your hands and stuff like that there's so many more tools uh that everybody's using now the kicks knees elbows uh you know even you know, the chant pettis who so all the, the crazy off the cage stuff and capoeira stuff he does. So I think it's just uh it's a very exciting time to be uh involved in MMA and seeing the sport evolve kinda of as you're uh competing in it.
0: Now you have a bread and butter sort of a game plan when you come out there as I said your your BJJ and your wrestling are your are your bread and butter do you feel a need to evolve and try to do the flashy stuff like Anthony Pettis or will you just stick to the game that you already have
1: Uh
4: you know I I definitely feel you know you gotta keep evolving I mean I'll never be that type of uh, you know athlete like Pettis who's like you know explosive and could do that type of stuff so I think you gotta kind of tailor it to yourself more. You know, I'm certainly working to involve my stand-up every time, every time I train and, and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, you know, within my physical limitations, if, if that makes sense, I, you know, I'm more of a, a guy who can keep a high pace for a long time, like a long-distance runner. And you know, there's other guys who are more explosive, like uh, sprinters and stuff. So I think you gotta kind of tailor it to yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now a couple more questions here before we let you go. Um, in your mind, how do you see yourself finishing this fight?
2: Uh,
4: I see myself, uh, you know, finishing it in the later rounds, kind of grinding them out like I do in a lot of my fights, and, and putting them away uh, with a submission or some grounded pound.
0: Nice. Now finally before we let you go here, just wanted to ask about your brother. You said he was he was trying to run and start up this this gym down there. Um when will we see him back in the cage or or the ring? Uh they
4: actually they just announced it I think today. Uh he's fighting in Bellator, the Bellator uh here in Portland uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh uh I don't even know what number it is like they um I forget what the show's called, one, but it's I a think Bellator. It's
0: 101,
4: yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, Bellator 101, and he's fighting uh, Marcin Held. So, uh, you know, with the win there, he could, he could be right in the mix uh, uh, in Bellator. So I'm excited for him, and I know he's excited and ready to get in there and do some work.
0: Nice. Now, we're excited for your fight. He is Pat Healy taking on Khabib not gonna say his last name at ufc 165 in toronto (laughs) pat thanks for joining me man and and just let people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe and any sponsor shout outs you want to give
4: hey yeah i want to thank uh venom and triumph united uh for supporting me again uh you know i like to try to build those relationships with uh companies again and again and also people power gas and uh yeah, and I want to, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. everything Bam Bam Healy, so uh, yeah, check me out there too.
0: Perfect, Pat. Thanks for taking the time, and, and good luck in Toronto.
4: Hey, I appreciate you having me on, for sure.
0: Always fun to have Pat Healy on the show. Very, very relaxed, he seemed. Um, obviously, talking about his fight against Khabib, sorry for everyone, ...who's listening around the world. I, I didn't mean to not pronounce his name, but... And yes, he's a great fighter at 20-0. Khabib Nurmagomedov, I believe is how you say it. As I said, I apologize. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but good luck to Pat Healy, because I did believe him coming over... Um, ...when he made his UFC debut against Jim Miller. I, I picked Pat Healy to win that fight, and and he looked fantastic in his debut. Unfortunately, um, he, he got busted uh, for marijuana metabolites, so good luck to Pat Healy in this upcoming bout at UFC 165 and uh, with that we move on to our next guest, after this we'll be joined by Dwayne Bang Ludwig Oh boy,
3: a new pontoon
0: He's the man who has put Team Alpha Male on a 13-0 run inside the UFC's octagon. Please welcome to the show the head coach over at Alpha Male, Mr. Dwayne Ludwig. Bang, thanks for joining us, man.
1: Yeah, sir, thanks for having me, guys. I always love doing interviews and getting the exposure and acting crazy and having fun. man. It's a good time.
0: Now, before we get into your UFC run and stuff like that, I saw you posted a photo on your Twitter just now. You you just got back from training. Um, huge team that you've got over there at Alpha Male right now. But one guy that I noticed that stood out, um, Leonard Garcia. He, he He's coming off of a big head kick knockout victory over at, uh, uh, where was it, Legacy? Legacy. Yeah. Is yep. it, what's next for Leonard Garcia?
1: Another Legacy fight this Friday.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, Yep. So uh, who's he taking on? I'm not sure. I forgot the guy's name. (laughs) Good enough. Um, Also, I know you got a baby on the way. What's that like uh, playing the waiting game?
1: You know, it's good. That's why I did not actually corner Joseph Benavides in Brazil so I could stay home and be here in Sacramento, you know, more more it needs me for the baby. How is it? It's it's good. It's fun. It's a little bit nerve-wracking. I want to have the baby come. I want to make sure I have a solid financial, you know, situation so i can fall back on i guess <laughs> and that's just my main goal now is taking my martial arts experience and monetizing it living to these guys getting them better martial artists and in that cage and performing to their full potential which is going to bring in more dollars although it's not really for the money but that's how our civilization is set up to base around the financial situation so just trying to make as much money as i can be as happy as i can and have some fun man
0: well, you've, you have you left the cage, the fighting side of the cage, to be coaching. Um, I'm sure you've told the story numerous times, but for those out there yeah. that don't know, how did you end up teaming up with Team Alpha Male?
1: Uh, well, my last fight last September, I blew up my knee, had a year-long injury, and I had three months worth of pay. So I was just kind of already in the works of looking for some kind of work, I guess, and Uriah hit me up. Well, I had a job offer to be the head trainer or be a trainer, at a gym in Las Vegas, and I went back and forth about that, and again. I do not really want to be living in Vegas, but I needed a job, and I don't want to do be a regular electrician again. So, what I just waited around. I told Vegas no, and then about four days after that, I had Uriah text me, say Dwayne's a your number, and and uh, Uriah texted me, and um, he's about to get his training out there. So, you know, Sacramento, we're at the seminar. And it's worked
0: out ever since. Nice. Now, before you got to the gym, um, Master Thong was sort of basically running things there, correct?
1: No. Well, he was the head striking coach, but there wasn't anybody really running things. It was just kind of a uh, little bit of a circus, I guess. According to them, not me, I wasn't here before them. Just things weren't as organized as they are now. That's something I'm gonna structuring, organizing, you know, routines. Uh, programs, camps, putting things together, make sure the guys are progressing. Whatever we do this day tells it tomorrow until tomorrow, until the next day and the next day, and making sure that the athletes are building and getting better rather than just jumping around. Very good at formulating a plan, creating a focus, and building the steps to get that focus into that goal. That's what I'm good at.
0: Is he still there at all with you
1: guys? No, he's actually running a tie boxing program at Chris Brand's gym in Texas
0: somewhere. Okay. Now, what were your thoughts when you first came on as the coach um, in Sacramento? Did you notice that the guys needed a lot of work?
1: I want to say a lot of work, just a couple key changes of things. And one of the main things was just slowing it down, making sure that the guys are understanding what they are doing and why they are doing it, making sure we have a good athletic base and building off. From there. So I had to rewire a couple of the guys, a few of them like Benavides and Dillashaw, T.J. Dillashaw. They were already they already had great basics and foundation, so I didn't have to fix too much with them. The the most improved guy is Lance Palmer, that's just because he sucks so bad on the scott here. But he's he's a world class athlete and he pays attention to detail and he is by far my most improved athlete.
0: Cool. Now now most recently we saw Joseph Benavidez as you spoke about finish Juicier Formiga at Fight Night twenty eight. Um, do you feel he deserves a title shot with this victory?
1: Yes, of course. Not not only because of the victory, but because of the way he's been winning and who's uh, been beating. But, uh, yeah, he, he's the number one guy. He deserves a title shot. I mean, they're kind of scrambling for guys anyway. I mean, who else is there at the weight class?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, another guy, Uriah Faber, obviously the guy who's the, the founder of Alpha Male, is uh, absolutely outstanding in non-title fights. Um, do you think we'll get to see him back in the title picture? Many are talking about him versus Michael McDonald. Um, What do you think of that matchup?
1: I think Faber and McDonald are a good matchup. There do need to be some things that we have to, well, they have to fix a couple things with Faber. But all all in all, I think it's actually a good matchup because stylistically what I already see open for McDonald and some things that you guys are good at, this works perfect, it works for our favor, I guess. But uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Does a win over McDonald put him in title picture again?
1: I guess I don't know. I don't actually pay attention to that. The only thing I focus on is getting my athletes better. Yeah, like all that other bullshit. Like I have, I have no control over it, so I don't. I don't care about it. I just focus on what I can control, and that's getting my athletes better.
0: For sure, and one guy that has gotten better has been Chad Mendes. Every one of
1: those motherfuckers have
0: gotten better. (laughs) But the number, the guy. No kidding. Now Chad Mendes has definitely benefited in the stand-up game because you know. He solely relied on his high caliber wrestling before, so what did it take for him to to get out of that um go to wrestling stance
1: well that's what there's a lot of similarities between the wrestling stance and footwork for striking as well, so it wasn't hard for me to rewire these athletes plus there are like I said they're workouts athletes they know how to train, they know how to drill, they know how to get better they know they understand how to be a student, and that's what a big key factor of this team. And this is success with, with the, the gym itself. But Chad is an exceptional athlete. He's going to be the champion of the UFC. Same thing for Benavides. There, you come across these athletes sometimes, and it's just—it's just a different aura. There's just a different energy about them. Chad Mendes is going to be a champion. Joseph Benavides is going to be a champion.
0: You heard it here. <laughs> um. Now being in the corner of these guys pushing your fighters to become um better than they already were does it ever get give you the itch to get back in the cage hell
1: no i'm like fuck with that i get to eat what i want i never get tired i get to be the boss uh, the pay is about half of what i was getting out of fighting so maybe but i do not really want to fight again i haven't really wanted to fight for the last couple of years to be honest i was just doing it just to to not have a regular job just kind of going through the motions and just, you know, using as an excuse not to get a regular job, I was always looking for that, that lottery ticket of the bonus, you know, and there was just it was kind of a, just kind of a silly situation that some of the, the way, the way some things are structured is just silly.
0: Yeah. So what are you weighing right now then?
1: Why you gotta bring up negative shit, dude? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you <laughs> I'm say- I'm about I'm about
1: one ninety five, yeah. I know I'm about one ninety five. I usually eat pretty clean, but I even not want now and stuff. So my life is good for me, man. I, I in, in all honesty, I wish I had more money. I actually don't make good money. I wish I had more money, but things are turning around for me. I got some some uh, some things in the works. I will be able to monetize my martial arts experience a bit more and uh, you know, generate some more revenue and then have some fun be able to live a comfortable life. Right now I'm living, just not comfortable. And I haven't been helpful for fucking the whole time I've been alive. i got to figure some shit out. And things, I'm on the right track right now. I'm on the right track to make some things happen. So things will be good for the, the Ludwig, Ludwig family.
0: That, that sort of leads me right into my next question, that you are starting to have a lot of affiliates of Bang Muay Thai. Yes. Um, now, what's it like That's knowing true. that your style is going to be used to help a generation of fighters from here on out?
1: It's awesome, man. It makes me feel like I have good purpose and relevant in this world. I definitely like to change people's lives for the better, even though that is them, you know, attacking other human beings. That they're free-willing human beings, they're allowing them to become better martial artists overall, and better athletes. It makes me feel get it better because I'm improving somebody on what they want to improve in. So that makes me feel good.
0: Will we see you up here in Canada?
1: I hope so. I love Canada, man. I want to do some seminars in Canada and get some affiliates too. So hit me up at uh, benguettyai.com. Or joinbang. dot com, either one, three zero three kickboxing, legendary sport, all those websites. to go to the same one. But uh, I would definitely like to get a, a uh, an affiliate up to Canada. Go to a seminar, have some fun, and um, just you know, just spread the martial arts knowledge, man. I love being a teacher. I love sharing my information. It's it's good times for me, man. I'm definitely passionate. I've been all around the world. I've trained a lot of trainers, and and i I definitely know what what the hell I'm doing. I do. I'm, I'm passionate about it. I understand the game inside and out. I don't know everything because you can't. Because this is the 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 constant evolution of the human species in general. You can't know everything, but I definitely know too much not to teach. I'll say that.
0: <laughs> With Alpha Male, we ha- we have a lot of uh, elite level. We're gonna athletes. start
1: calling them the Bangzilians.
0: Cool? I love it. Yeah, I love it. But, okay, but so you the- <laughs> yeah, you but, but they keep winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Bangzillions. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the new one. The Bangzillions. The, the Bangzillions win.
0: Okay, there we go. We have the Bangzillions. There's a ton of elite leth- level athletes in the UFC from the Bangzillions. However, why don't you give us a few names um of anyone that you see in the camp that's about to break out soon?
1: T.J. Dillashaw.
0: But he's in the UFC. He's
1: definitely not. Who, who who's not in the UFC yet?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: sorry. Dustin Buckles, Lance Palmer
0: nice nice and we have a local cat from up here in british columbia graham spencer who like who spent some time oh yeah with graham man
1: tell grandma said us up he's good man hopefully that guy comes back down he's a good dude i like that guy he's he awesome
0: him. Yeah. yeah we'd love to have for, him back for a there.
1: canadian guy he was all right you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs>
0: for, a canadian. for a canadian yeah yeah he, he's he's a canadian he's the canadian on the on the bangzillions
1: there you go. There you go. Yeah, he's cool, man. I I miss having uh, Graham down there. He was definitely a good partner to work with with the guys. And just having him here, just good energy and stuff. And I like smiling, man. He's a good dude. We need more people like Graham. Although, like, everybody in, the, in the, at the Big Zillion camp, like, everybody is cool as hell, man. We really do have a good energy and a good crew. It's fucking awesome.
0: Do you guys have anyone above the 170-pound division?
1: Yeah, we have a couple heavyweights.
0: Yeah? Yep.
1: we got a couple 85ers, a couple 70ers.
0: Nice. Sweet. Yeah, man, I, we got we
1: got a handful of people in each weight class.
0: Cool. Now, before we let you go here, I know you like to pimp out your uh, your product placement and all that stuff that that's on your team jerseys. Um, I know you're big with on it, and this uh, this what is it? GLC. GLC two thousand. Pimp it now.
1: The GLC two thousand. Those guys. Those guys have been helping me out for about eleven, twelve years now. And they are one of the few supplements that actually fucking work in help re- helping rebuild cartilage in your body. That shit works for sure. That's one thing about me. I am an athlete who only works with sponsors of products that I actually believe and trust in, not just somebody who's going to pay me to advertise their logo. I have to be able to make sure I believe in the products. And GLC 2000, that shit fucking works for sure, 100%. But as far as my other sponsors, thank them. Um, Vegas Sports is actually a Canadian-based company also. Uh, Brothers Barbecue, Honor Supplements, Honor Supplements, man. I love that stuff. The Alpha Train is awesome. Just Peanut Butter and Booster Fight Gear and Defense Soap.
0: Perfect. He is Dwayne Bang Ludwig, the coach of the newly dubbed Bangzillions. Bangzillions. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks a lot, Dwayne, and uh, all the best. Yes, sir. There you have it. The first time we've had Dwayne Bang Ludwig on this show. Uh, very fun to chat with him. I love the newly dubbed bang zillions these guys are off to a, a 13 and 0 start inside the ufc's octagon As we mentioned right off the hop his fighter leonard garcia also winning uh he's fighting this friday night at legacy fc um so it'll be good for him not a heck of a lot else going on um a few fight announcements we had today as well um brian ebersole will take on rick story at ufc 167 so that fight is on tap um, not a heck of a lot else. Uh, but this weekend, no MMA, no UFC. Um, but we have Mayweather versus Canalo on Saturday night. The boxing event. If you can believe it, Floyd Mayweather is making forty one point three million dollars for this event. Uh, man, I I wouldn't even know what to do with that money. Also announced. Tiago Tavares versus Quinn Mulhern at UFC Fight Night 32 in Brazil. Uh, Fun little matchup between those two. Also announced today, we had Mark Hunt versus Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Um, Not sure if you heard that or not. UFC Fight Night 33, it's going to headline the event in Australia. Great fight, great fight card. One other fight that I wanted to mention that was announced today um, on Monday is Cole Miller versus Andy Ogle in a featherweight matchup at UFC Fight Night 30 in the UK. Um, That event happens in October. Should be a fun one. Uh, That's about it. I would like to thank my guests tonight, Dwayne Bang Ludwig, for joining the show, as well as Pat Healy. Good luck to him. At UFC 165 on September 21st, once again, our thoughts go out to Matt Grice and his family. All the best, warm wishes. You know, hopefully he he comes out of this okay, and 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 he's able to get on to a normal life. Next week, we will be joined by Ian Bain from MMAOpinion.co.uk to serve as my co-host my right-hand man, my wingman, my sidekick, whatever you want to call him, we'll be bouncing ideas off of each other to make this show even better than it already is. This one was a short one tonight. For your listening pleasure, get it in, get it out. But right now, I'm out.
2: So, you know, when you're a synchronized swimmer, you can't use a maxi pad because you can see it. So my friend bought me a box of tampons, and I'm telling you, I had such a hard time inserting those, mm. and it would just stick halfway out. It was just like a Roman candle. Mm-hmm. It always seemed like as if I was a, like, had a stormtrooper dick. Oh. And that is how I found out that I was born with a shallow vagina. Such, that was
4: such a detailed story. Thank you. <laughs>
3: We're the Millers. We did our You gotta do a one-woman no, no. woman show. It's it's I'm like so, it's
1: so many layers. <laughs> really, it's really, good really good, eating. Hey now.
3: Starts Wednesday, August seventh.